Welcome back, Buffalo sports fans, to another episode of Buffalo Sports Banter. Good week this past week for the Bills. Hunter, welcome back again. I mean, another episode. Here we are. We did end up last week having some conflict. We weren't able to do an episode. But with the season coming up, we're hoping that we do find a day, a specific day. We're going to figure that out and everything for you so you guys can know when these episodes are going to be coming out. Um, but, yeah, here we are, Sunday, the August 13th, the day after Bills preseason game. Hunter, how you doing after the Bills, Bills win? Um, and just a, a good day yesterday with weather up and down to rain a little bit, but also then the sun came out. So how, how, how was how was yesterday for you and um, how, how are you doing in general? I'm doing well. And yes, it's great to be back with some game action. Uh, of course, the last before yesterday was one many of us would like to forget. Um, but I think we all were ready to move past that and we're on for another campaign. And so I, I know it doesn't count in the long run, but it's great to see uh, the guys back on the field. And you know what? Even if it doesn't matter, uh, we'll still take a W instead of an L. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's always good to have a win no matter what, no matter if it's preseason or not. Um, but it is good. It was good to get see the guys out there. Like you said, I mean, w- once you get that first first game, even though it's preseason under your belt, that kind of, the, you know, I think you'll start to see people get away from the, okay, the Bengals games. It's been, it's been a while, right? It's been a while since that came, but now we're in a new season. Got two more preseason games after this. And we got that one week break that the NFL put in there in between preseason and regular season. Then we'll be, you know, it'll be week one by the time we know it. And we'll we'll be we'll be counting down till MetLife, right? And Aaron Rodgers versus versus Josh Allen. So it should be a good one. But this past week or this past um, week, we obviously had the end of training camp into this preseason game faced the Colts. It was it was a you know good game. There was there was some some good highlight plays there and everything. But the big thing I wanted to start off with. Damar Hamlin, he he was returning to the football field, played for the first time, had three tackles. Just it, it's an awesome thing to see, be able to see him out there again. So, what were your initial thoughts on him being out there? Were you nervous at all watching him go out there, or just like waiting to see? Oh, is he, you know, is is, is it going to be? Is he going to be hesitant to go go after him for the first time? So, what were your just thoughts on on the accomplishment for Demar to be able to return to the football field? Well, it's just absolutely spectacular with, uh, I mean, I think you have to give some credit to modern medicine and the training staff, especially led by, we know the name now, Denny Kellington. I saw a pregame, they had a nice moment, just a little slap up and like, hey, like, we're we're back and this thing is going to be, we're going to go back to what it was before January and we're going to play some football. So that was really nice to see. And then he even made an impact, three tackles. I believe one actually was, um, to to create a turnover on downs, if I'm not mistaken. So that was really nice to see him actually have a positive impact. Um, and, yeah, so I'm really happy to see him back, and I hope that he can uh, kind of put what happened behind him but uh, realize that he's a valued part of this team and keep on being productive. Yeah, and it's, it is crazy because I think when it, when it first happened right back in December and then even like the month or two after that, I think a lot of people didn't think you'd see him on the football field at least for one full season, maybe if ever again. And for him to not even, I mean, obviously he missed, you know, the, the last few games of the season last year, but total, right. Yeah, it, exactly. So, and it, but he didn't miss any games this season. He's not even missing a preseason game this season. That is unbelievable. And it is awesome to see. I think, I think it's also for the players, the other players to be able to see him out there. It kind of just, you know, puts it into perspective of like, we're lucky to be playing this game. And as fans, we're lucky to be watching these guys play this game and put their bodies on the line for, for our entertainment, right. For everybody's entertainment. So it's awesome to see him back out there. Glad that he, you know, he, you know, can, can start getting rolling again and, and hopefully, um, 
have a, be, be impactful for the Bills this season and um, kind of be there for everybody else too. I know that it's going to be hard for him to find a ton of playing time unless somebody gets injured because of how deep the secondary is, especially the safeties with, with Rap and Hyde and Poyer and everything. So it will be tough, I think, for him to get a lot of playing time this year unless there's an injury. But it's at least nice to know, you know, he's he's there if we need him, right? He's there for even a few plays if somebody just gets banged up or whatever. So it's nice to have him out there. It's awesome to see him out there. Um, definitely an inspiring story. I know that they'll probably do something. Another thing for him, maybe at the end of the season, um, it's like a little video if, if, if he ends up playing, you know, a lot. Or even if he doesn't, they'll probably end up still doing something for him just because it is such an amazing story. So I would even think maybe the home opener, week two versus the Raiders, you could see – something uh, of that nature but we'll see yeah yeah and hopefully you know we don't have to have another situation like that again uh, i was definitely a scary one obviously for for everybody for fans for for the organization for his family and just yeah it's nice to be able to see him back on the football field and doing what he loves um so good 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 to see that but back to the game though the the what happened during the game the bills did win right they they got the win 23-19 um you didn't see Josh Allen or Stephon Diggs. They didn't play, uh, which I, I think a lot of people kind of expected. You don't want to see your star players in preseason. At least you don't need to see them week one in the preseason. You can you can wait till two or three, just get them a few snaps. You don't need them to play a lot. Although you did see some of the starters. Um, so one of the starters that I did want to bring up just real quick was James Cook. Didn't play too much. Four carries, 20 yards, one touchdown. So he did have a touchdown. But overall, this backfield looked pretty good. I mean, Latavius Murray looks like his legs are still there, too. So just James Cook, Latavius Murray. I know that um, I believe, actually, Damian Harris, I don't – he he does have an injury as well. So I don't I don't know the status on him. I'd have to look that up. But do you have confidence just after watching just a little bit of these guys in the game, um, more confidence in the run game, or is it about the same? Um, I would say not a, a- – burst of anything, but I'm, but I'm not worried by, by any means. I think Cook has really improved from that week one fumble versus LA. I know that got a lot of people nervous, but he really showed some improvement. So I think uh, you could consider him uh, the, I mean, that, not a, not a hundred percent defined, maybe quite yet RB one, but I feel like it'll turn out to be him with, with Harris right behind him. Um, and I think, uh, I mean, the battle was likely going to be between Murray and Evans for RB three. And I mean, they both, funny enough, ran for 18 yards. I feel like it's leaning in Murray's favor just because of the name recognition and also uh, the the circumstances, but things could change. Um, but, no, I, I'm definitely liking where the run game uh, is seeing itself at the moment. Yeah, I will say with Latavius Murray, I think it's – at first it was, yeah, his name I think stands out. I think yesterday his numbers don't pop off, right? They don't – you don't look at him and be like, oh, he had an unbelievable game, but – it looked like his legs are still there. I mean, he's, I think I believe he's 34 years old. I'm actually going to check this, but I believe he's 34. Um, let me check this right here. Yeah, he is more than that. Yeah, so he's 33 years old. 33 years old, and it looks like he's still got a, got a lot of juice in the tank there. So that's a solid sign to see. I, it's, it's nice to be able to see that they have some guys behind him that even if Cook did go down for a game or two um, – You'd have Harris and Murray there that I believe could could be a, a sustainable ba- uh, backfield for for Josh Allen. So it's nice to see that. I, I always love to see at least some of those guys see what they got left in the tank. Um, so yeah, running back game. I, not not the biggest battle. 
by any means that's going on in camp. I mean, I think everybody expects, you know, James Cook to have a, a big role in this offense with, you know, Harris and Murray kind of maybe being goal line guys or short yardage guys. Um, but there is a big battle that is going on. And it was, I would say the talk of yesterday. Um, I mean, it was probably the biggest turning point and slowly turning into the biggest, most talked about thing around Bill's Mafia. And it is the quarterback two battle. It's Matt Barkley versus Kyle Allen. I think everybody, when Kyle Allen was signed, everybody automatically assumed Kyle Allen's going to be QB two. Now that we're got a pre, well, now that they got a preseason game under their belt, they've gotten through training camp. It's now looking like this is a real battle for quarterback two. And with how the game went yesterday, Kyle Allen went eight for 15, 122 yards, no touchdowns and one interception. Well, Matt Barkley went 14 for 15, 172 yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions. So Matt Barkley played, played a great game. I think now it's a real, real thing to be talking about if Kyle Allen because they're not going to keep three at all by any means. One of them, one of these guys will be a practice squad guy. And I think they would rather keep Barkley and then have Kyle Allen maybe go through waivers and be that practice squad guy. Cause I don't know if he would get picked up either way. I don't think either of them honestly would. So I think that they, I think now that I'm leaning towards Matt Barkley is going to be quarterback too. Also just cause he knows the system a little bit better. Um, and they both got their ups and downs. We talked about this a little bit two weeks ago, right? Matt Barkley, as as good as, you know, as, as old as he is and everything, he's still, you know, like we said, he knows the system. He can really, you know, sling it around sometimes. He, he, he he's this, I would say he's the smarter one out of the two, but Kyle Allen then has the, the ability to get out of the pocket, move around a little bit more than Matt Barkley would. So they each have their own different upsides to them. So what do you think about the quarterback two battle between Barkley and Allen? And are you do you have right now somebody who you're leaning towards heavily or a little bit or just you're kind of in the middle? Well, I think, I mean, the best use of evidence is game action. And from yesterday, uh, I think you would have to point to Barkley. Uh, same amount of passing attempts, 15, and he completed six more with 14-15 versus Kyle Allen's 8-15. of 15. Uh, No interceptions, in fact, two touchdowns. So and he does have the the advantage of knowing the system like you brought up um, versus Kyle Allen who doesn't first year guy here in Buffalo. So I think if you're going to use the one game that you can, it would be Barkley. We'll see about Pittsburgh and Chicago, um, who gets some snaps there and if the tides can turn. But uh, funny enough, I would have thought like you also said that it would have been Kyle Allen. But if we're going to use what we saw yesterday, you have to say Barkley so far. So yeah, it will be very interesting to see what transpires here in um, on the 19th and the 26th here um, in in the last two preseason games to see where that where that might fall. Yeah, I will give Kyle Allen the benefit of the doubt on the interception. It was it was a wide receiver screen for those who who don't know. It did go through the receiver's hands. wasn't the best throw by any means. It was definitely not. Um, it looked like it was a little bit of a. He, he kind of tried to – he had to kind of throw it around. It didn't look like it was a natural screen, just get it, boom, get it out. Um, and it ended up did, did getting brought back for – it did get brought back for six points as well, so it was a pick six. But I will give him the benefit on the doubt there because even though it wasn't a perfect throw, it wasn't a perfect screen, it did hit his receivers in the hands. So I feel like if it hits you in the hands, as a wide receiver in the NFL, you got to catch it. Uh, um, so I'll give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt there. But still, he didn't look – didn't look that great compared, especially compared to Barkley. So QB one, that's going to be one that we're definitely going to be keeping a huge eye on. And I, 
I say we say it all the time. At the end of the day, acute this battle shouldn't mean much for the Bills. Um, hopefully, it doesn't mean much. I believe I think a lot of people would say the same thing. They they, they hope that at the end of the season we're looking back and being like, wow, the biggest battle that people were arguing about was the QB two battle when we hopefully won't have to use either of them, right? Josh Allen should we hope stay in every game. Um, but it is always good to you want you know you want a good quarterback too, right? Last year they had Case Keenum, they traded from and I think he also didn't look as good as people would have hoped as a quarterback too. And then was it two years ago was Mitch Trubisky, I believe. Um, and that was a year where everybody just knew like, okay, if Allen goes down, at least Trubisky, he's proven that he can take a team to the playoffs. He's proven that he could be a serviceable, serviceable, uh, serviceable backup, excuse me. Um, so I think this, this year is the first year where it's like, you don't know, right? It's the past two years. We knew, we knew Case Keenum last year and we, we, we knew that it was going to be Mitch Trubisky. So, We'll, we'll, we'll keep looking at the QB2 battle. Obviously, they still got two more games to figure it out um, and, and see what they're going to go with. However, there was another 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 couple guys making their mark yesterday, and he's in, in the receiving room. And we talked a little bit about this as well two weeks ago with Shakir Hardy and uh, Sherfield. But now I think it's a little bit of a different conversation. I think, you know, you you have the five that are solidified in Diggs, Davis, Sherfield, Hardy, and, and Shakir. Those are solidified. The other question now is, the, do the Bills keep six or seven? If they keep six, then it's between Shorter, Isabella, and Keyshawn Johnson, probably. I would more lean towards just Isabella versus, versus Shorter in that situation, just because Isabella also has the return game experience. If they keep seven, then it also becomes a different story. Andy Isabella had a pretty good game yesterday. Three receptions for 42 yards, all three targets he caught. Shakir did have, you know, two receptions for 25 yards. I believe he had a drop as well. Um, so there, that that kind of hurts a little bit. But, he, you know, he was making some plays. So what do you think about Shakir and Isabella? And do you think Isabella has a chance to make this roster, whether it's as just a return guy? or as the guy that will, will slide in there every once in a while on, on certain downs. Yeah, this is a really interesting topic just because there's so much, there's, it's the position where you keep some the, the most amount. Yeah. Um, and I think that Isabella made a case for himself yesterday. Funny enough, uh, he and Keyshawn Johnson were tied with three receptions for 42 yards apiece. Funny how that coincidence happened, but you get the, the return game aspect with Isabella. And of course with Hines being out for the season, that can play a role in, in why he might uh, be the, the leader to grab the, one of the last spots here. Um, so I think that Isabella, if he can continue that, once again, uh, we have two more op- opportunities of evidence uh, in Pittsburgh and Chicago. Um, but, again, it's similar to the quarterback. Shakir is uh, not that he would be uh, let go necessarily, uh, but he has the, the prior experience where some of the other, some of these other guys don't. So maybe not in a letting go scenario, but do some of these other guys jump Shakir in the depth chart um, for maybe like the five, six, seven uh, slotting in position. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, I know uh, Desmond Patton actually hauled in a touchdown as well as Tyrell Shavers. So not your yardage receipt leaders, but some of the guys that scored. So we'll see where they fit into the conversation. Uh, I would like to point out, I thought it was funny that you're leading uh, rusher and receiver. So rusher was Jordan Mims and receiver was Keyshawn Johnson. Both come from Fresno State 
where, of course, Josh Allen wanted to go, being from Fireball, pretty close to there, but was declining the opportunity and goes to the fellow Mountain West School, Wyoming. I thought that was a pretty neat coincidence, had bringing up for my mid-major uh, fandom and guys. <laughs> yeah, that, that is that is one of those things where you, you look and you're if, – especially if that – like whenever stuff like that happens, you always kind of just it, – it, it's not like it's all oh, it's breaking news, but it's just something that you're like, oh, that's you know, nice little thing that it happens. Being able to see, yep. being able to see not just Alabama every time leading mm-hmm. the way or LSU or whatever big name school is, has the guys leading the way. So yeah, it is nice to be able to see you know some of the some of the smaller schools getting getting their guys showcasing and showing what they can do. Um, for me, when it comes to the receiving game, though, I I just have a tough time seeing how Isabella makes this roster unless they keep seven. I don't, unless they keep seven receivers, I don't see if he has a spot on this roster. I think that they would rather keep shorter and not have a situation like, like Hodgins happen where they, they draft this guy. Then all of a sudden they, they say, no, we're going to opt for another signee instead. And then shorter would go somewhere else. And I know shorter is, he's going to be a little bit of a project, right? He's not, he's not going to be this pure guy right out of the draft. That's going to come and, you know, put up five, 600 yards as a, as a backup receiver or anything like that. But he's showing, he's got some promise to him. I think he's got the size. He, he, he in college caught, caught everything. It seemed like everything that was thrown his way. It's just, he's got to refine that, you know, those, those route running a little bit that, the, the the agility and you know the movement the way that he moves in and out of breaks and everything so I think you know he I think they would like to keep him as that number six um, and I think Isabella it's going to come down to is if they can have a number seven um, unfortunately I don't think a guy like I, I would I would bet probably that Keyshawn Johnson is a he's a practice squad guy um, who I would love to see him on the practice squad if if somebody gets hurt could then give him a chance yeah. Um, I, although I just don't know how much he has a shot to make the actual roster. I just think it's going to be too tough with, with the, with what they put in with draft capital. I think they'd rather keep their draft capital guys over a guy that like, like Keyshawn Johnson, who, you know, yeah, like he's, like you said, he made plays yesterday in the preseason game, but at the end of the day, I don't know how much they're going to take into account a pre- these types of preseason games when it comes to, getting a full-time spot over a guy that they drafted, like I said, was shorter or a guy that they, you know, like, especially like Shakir, like I don't see them playing over Shakir. So it's going to be tough. And then Isabella obviously has that different aspect where he can turn it, which makes it even tougher for Keyshawn Johnson to make this roster over a guy like Andy Isabella. So receiving wise, I I think you, you obviously got the five that are set and then six, six is going to be that battle and seven is going to be a little bit of a battle. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. They got two more games, like you said, two more games with with to go with Pittsburgh and Chicago. Um, we'll see if they can make some noise there. I, I would imagine you'd see a lot more of Isabella as well now that he had this game and you know he he looked good and see him back to return, see what he can do. So receiving battle, that's going to be something. We did, however, have another battle that was going on that uh, it, it's it's probably the closest one that they have out of all of them. I mean, there's two that are really close, in my opinion. It's it's right guard between Bates and, and Torrance, which I don't think we'll have an answer to till week three of preseason. I think that one you're going to see all the way till week three. The one that I think we also won't see till week three, till week one, but you're kind of, I think, seeing the order go down is cornerback two. 
this has been a huge like this one's also been talked about a ton. This one actually probably has been talked about more than than um, the the quarterback two battle, rightfully so. Whoever who's going to line up across from Trey White, Dane Jackson. Obviously, we know who he is. He's been in Buffalo for a while, and then you got the two young guys, two young guys going into their sophomore season, Christian Benford and um, Kyer Elam. Dane Jackson did have an interception yesterday. Well, Kyer Elam had three tackles, two solo tackles, um, and Christian Benford had three tackles, all solo tackles as well. So a little bit of a different, you know, difference between all of them. They all play different styles of corner. I, You know, obviously you got Kyer who's who's more of a press man-to-man guy where Dane, Dane we've obviously seen him be able to do a little bit of everything. Um so what is your thoughts on the cornerback two battle? Seems like Dane might be, you know, solidifying himself as that cornerback two with Kyrie, I think, just right behind him and then Benford right behind Elam. So what do you think of the cornerback two battle? Um, what do you think they will do and what do you think they should do? I think the, the talking point that it brings up is is uh, not necessarily right away who take it, but kind of the, the non-confirmation uh, from Elam that you might have thought based on where we got him, where the bills got him in the draft last season, where that, Oh, that would be his, his job to lose. Well, that's not the case. Um, again, two more weeks of, of, of a scrimmage tryout, if you want to call it that. Um, but I think right now you, I think Dane Jackson would, would be the, the front runner um, that could change again. He has the interception, but um, from, from a lot of evidence that I've seen, I think the, the main, the main point I would bring up is that this is not Elam's uh position in the bag that, that he would, ha- that he would contain right now. Um, so I would say it's, it's Danes right now. We'll see what takes place out in Pennsylvania and Illinois though. Yeah. And I think, I think you're right. I think it's Dane's job right now to lose. I think they, they, they like knowing that Dane's been in the system for longer than those two. And he, you know, he's been like, I, you know, I've said it a million times and I think we both said it is just, he's not a bad cornerback by any means. And people, I think give him a little too much, I don't want to say hate, but just a little more too much criticism. It just might be because he does get beat again. That that name recognition you have, Elam, who was uh, drafted very high higher in the first round, um, and Jackson wasn't a wasn't a star studded acquisition. Um, so I, I think that could be where we see some of that, but we'll see what transpires. Yeah, and I think once you once you get to, I believe this is his fourth season in the NFL. I could be wrong on that. It could be his fifth. Um, but like once you get to like that four or five six range with a guy in his career, you feel like you've probably seen everything from him, right? You haven't seen. He's not all of a sudden. I mean, he could. Don't get me wrong. He easily could. But I don't think you expect to see a huge jump all of a sudden at year four or five six, where a guy like Elam or even Benford, they're going into their second season. Why not give him that playing time? Why not? put him out there early and and still have Dane obviously cycle in here and there, right? Have that have it be kind of a three cornerback cycle, which I think is another thing we could see very easily week one is, you know, Dane might be the starting corner, but you'll see them all, you know, get in there, get, get a, a, a little bit of maybe, you know, maybe they don't get equal amount of snaps, but a little bit. Um, so it's close. I think we'll be close. I think you might see Dane get to five, 10 more snaps than the other two where, then another week it could be Kair getting getting most of the snaps because of just how they want to play that week or how how they want to match up that week. Um, so I, I but I, I'm just I, I I like I said I won't be mad. I said it, I think two weeks ago I won't be mad if Dane Jackson starts week one. 
I just I'd rather see these young guys get the opportunity to show what they can do. Um, and my other point will be: Have you ever seen a cornerback really play bad in, in Sean McDermott's, McDermott's defense? Because I, I for some I can't think of a corner that I think's played bad with him. Um, I mean, we even had Xavier Rhodes coming in and, and getting making plays here and there for the Bills, right? And he. he a lot of people said he was completely washed and we ended up getting something out of him, right? So I just think when you look at the fact that in a McDermott-style defense, cornerbacks usually don't struggle too, too much, uh, especially when you have two two unbelievable safeties back there on top of an all-pro cornerback, if if fully healthy, across from them. I just think that you got to go with the young guys and, and get them acclimated fully in this defense, fully with the, the two guys in the secondary, with Trey across from him, Teron in the slot, Taylor Rapp all over the place. So I, I would just like to see Kyrie, um, mostly Kyrie, get get some playing time over him. Um, but it will be a battle. It will be a huge battle the rest of the, rest of, uh, the preseason. It's going into the regular season. I think it will be a battle throughout the whole season, honestly. Um, I don't think this will be something, like I said, that you'll see. And all of a sudden, oh, Dane's got a cornerback too, and it's his until he loses it. He's going to play pretty much every snap. I don't think you're going to see that. I just don't. So cornerback two, that's an interesting battle. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. Obviously, both of us, it seems like we, we both are going to guess Dane Jackson's going to start week one. Um, but we'll see. We'll I would, see what my last point on that would be that I hope uh, Elam and Benford get their opportunities. I'm not – saying I, I hope that they get the job no matter what happens, but I hope they get an opportunity to prove themselves in Pittsburgh and Chicago. I, and again, Dane Jackson too, but I wouldn't want uh, Elon and Benford to lose out on possible showcase opportunities kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and it kind of goes back to the, you know, the point of he – we've seen what Dane can do. We know what Dane can do. Do we need to see him that much in the preseason? Probably not. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be mad if we don't see him at least even in the third preseason game. We see him in the second or see him, don't see him in the second, see him in the third or have Kyrie and Benford start game two and then, you know, have Dane come in later in the game to get him some reps. So we'll see what they do. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think either of us would be mad with what they do um, at quarterback two. Um, so it's, it's going to be a battle, though. A couple guys I just want to point out with statistic wise that, that, you know, kind of stand out when you look at it defensively, they got Dorian Williams leading the team in tackles, seven total tackles, six solo tackles. So solid game from him. The other guy I want to bring up though is Boogie Basham. He had a pretty good game yesterday. He had a sack, he had a tackle for loss. He had a QB hit three total tackles. He's making a name kind of, he's another guy that people have been talking about. Do they trade him? Do they just cut him? That's another guy that I'm really curious to see. And then Saran Neal, he's also a guy that we've talked about that could be a cut candidate. These are all guys that could be – I mean, Dorian Williams is not going to be a cut candidate, but he's not. He's fighting for playing time, where Boogie Basham and Saran Neal are fighting for essentially a, a, a roster spot at this point. While Boogie Basham, he was a second-round pick, he's been teetering on that, that you know, hasn't really done too much, at least compared to the other guys on the team on that defensive line. So – what do you think of those three guys, their games? I mean, Saran Neal did have a prep, uh, pass breakup. He, he, if you were listening on, like, TV or the radio, it seemed like you were hearing his name a, a good amount, at least um, on, a, on a drive or two. So what do you think of them? Um, and it, you can even throw in Shane Ray there as well, who only had one solo tackle, three total tackles. He's another guy that people have been talking about a lot. So what do you think of just those four guys, Dorian, Saran, Boogie, and uh, uh, Shane Ray? 
Right. Uh, well, I mean, it's great to see Williams at the top of the stat sheet with uh, seven total tackles there, uh, six solo. Um, I know we the conversation revolves around him is uh, what what was the purpose exactly? Uh, many some thought it was to slide right in for Edmonds, but I think we found out now that's not going to be the case. But in a in a in a showcase opportunity like this, it's great to see him be very productive. Um, Saran Neal, uh, four tackles. I, I, I always bring it up. He's, he's one of the, he's like the first name on the back of a Jersey that I see during a punt coverage, uh, where the bills are when Sam Martin's punting and, uh, the team is rushing down to defend. So, um, but I, I think him and, and Boogie Basham, those are some names that you might not have thought right away, but they're going to be bubble guys. We'll see what they can do here. Um, and Shane Ray, I, he's a story that I'd really love to see make it. Um, I, I know that a lot of uh, reports have come out of him being pretty impressive um, in camp more so, not necessarily yesterday's game. So, again, where does that fall in? What does the staff value more, the camp uh, evidence or game game action evidence? Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I don't know if I have a solid opinion on, uh, well, for, for the, the trio of Neil, Basham, Ray, if they're going to make it or not quite yet. Uh, but I think we'll, we'll see what happens in the next two games. Um, but I – I, I do I want to say I I want to root for Ray to make the roster. I don't know who what who that'd be sacrificed for maybe, but um I, he he's got a little, he's got a rooting interest in me. Yeah, I think he's one of those guys where you you can't help but root for him, right? He's just got a good story. It's you know went from being a being a high profile player right out of college to then kind of you know going out of the NFL. Then now he's back in it trying to make a team, right? And here he is with a. It's unfortunate because this team is so, so deep on the defensive line. I mean, you just go down the down the list, and there's just it's just a billion guys. It seems like that you would be fine with fine with playing out there. Even you know Boogie Basham is one of those guys that he's fighting against for a for a roster spot. So I think Shane Ray, it's going to be real tough for him to make this roster. I, I I think he's he's right now on the outside looking in. And he's been that way. And it's just, I think he's getting even farther outside the more that Boogie Basham has a game like this, or the more that um, Adrian Panessa impresses in camp or whoever it is. It just seems like there's always somebody who's making plays. And while Shane Ray hasn't been, you know, he's been, he's been looking good in camp, but I just don't know if it's going to be close to enough to put him over the top to make the final roster. Maybe he does end up being a guy that they try to bring back later in the season or whatever it is. But um, I just think it's going to be too tough for him when it comes to Basham. He's a, he is the one, he is the big question mark to me. I could see him getting traded. I could see him getting cut. I could see him staying on the team. Um, and it's, you know, it's a second round pick, right? He is, that's not a guy you want to just cut. It's not a guy you want to just get rid of. But when you look again at this defensive line, if you can get something out of him, you get something out of him. If you can get a fourth round pick out of him, I could see Bain making a move, making a move to get rid of him, or even a fifth or even a sixth. I could see Bean saying, all right, let's get some draft cap at least for this guy. I don't want to just cut him. You've seen it with Bean a million times where he's just, he likes to make trades right before week one. Because he doesn't, he'd rather get some a little bit of draft capital, even if it is a seventh round pick, just for these guys who he doesn't want to just let go for free. So I think Basham, he's the biggest question mark I think on this defense to see if he makes the team or not, um, and see if what they do with him. So I mean, it's I guess it's good for Brandon Bean if they're looking to trade him that he had a good game yesterday. I mean, if you have a sack tech for loss and a QB hit, it's 
it looks good on on the resume and at least when you're shopping him you could say well look what he did i know it's preseason but look what he's doing right now he looked good in camp he can do this for you guys maybe he can be a, a little rotational guy for a sixth round pick so i think he's going to be a tough guy to to really judge until we get closer to week one saran so neal if you would ask me month or two ago i would have said i doubt he makes the team but now i i think that he's 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 a guy that they love they love him over there they love their special teams guys so i think he's a guy that especially that he showed he, he can cover a little bit yesterday um he struggled i know in the regular season a couple here and there covering but i think saran neal he's a guy who's who's pretty much solidifying that he'll make this team again and and be that one guy he'll be the gunner that you'll see right running down going to get going to get and whoever it is returning a punt or returning a kickoff so some battles right there's a lot of things gonna a lot of interchanging things they're gonna next week i guarantee those we're gonna be talking about probably some of the similar guys but also new guys again that showed out in this preseason game coming up so there it is bills win 23 to 19 we did get to see also anthony richardson for the first time he had an interception but he also you know made some made some plays as well um so we can move on though to our history, which that kind of does allude to my history question for you. You did not get last week or two weeks ago's question. Unfortunately, you were close. It was Von Miller's. Uh, how many sacks did he have coming off of his ACL when he was in Denver? I think you said. I believe you said eight, sixteen and a half. I think. And I think no, I was a sack and a half, under or over one of the two. But I know yeah. that was the margin. Yeah, you were close. So it was close, but unfortunately, you are one for two on the questions. You did get the first one. Still can't believe that you ended up getting Elise Smith when I I also still can't believe he was listed as a wide receiver. Um, but, you know, you're one for two. This week's, though, I just talked about they played a rookie quarterback. He's probably going to start week one for the Colts. So my question to you is, do you know the last quarterback for the Buffalo Bills, last rookie quarterback to start week one for the Buffalo Bills? Uh, I would have to go with, if I think about that for a little, little bit here. Well, I, to kind of use some, uh, assisted, uh, talking thinking, it would not be Allen because I know Nate Peterman started. That was an abysmal game in Baltimore, the rain, uh, the score line. Oh my goodness. I think, was it 47, three, something along those lines. Oh my goodness. Uh, I'll never forget that one. I'm going to look it up while you're, while you're talking. <laughs> okay. Um, something about, man, something about rain games in Baltimore with last year's great result, but then that one too. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, Not good. <laughs> uh, so, other than that, uh, you know what? I think I have my answer. Uh, maybe I'm a couple years off, but I believe it would be a game that I was at. We were The, the Bills were close. To, uh, in winning, they just could not pull it out though against a hated rival. Uh, how that was uh, often what happened, either getting blown out or close, but no cigar. I'm going to say, I believe 2013 EJ Manuel versus the Patriots. Yes, EJ Manuel was the last rookie quarterback to start for the Buffalo Bills. And it does, it is something that, you know, I think I, if you're a Bills fan, you're, you know it wasn't Allen. But I feel like if you weren't a Bills fan or you are, don't follow the Bills at all, a lot of people would say, a lot of NFL fans would say Allen. But no, he had, and it was 47 3, by the way, that that game was. It was a brutal game. Um, but yeah, now, now it looks like the Bills won't need to worry about starting quarterback for a while, which is positive. But I just had to ask because obviously the Colts are starting a new quarterback, rookie quarterback after starting 
three, what is it, four years in a row starting a quarterback over the age of 36. Um, it seemed like so now they go from having anybody who's over 36, including, I believe, Matt Ryan, who was what, almost 40 or a little less than 40, to now a 22, I believe, 22 or 23 year old starting quarterback out of Florida, Anthony Richardson. So it's good to see for the Colts, they're getting a guy that they can at least maybe say, oh, we might have this guy for the future instead of saying, oh, we have another guy for one year who then he's going to retire because their arm's falling off. Um, so good for Colts fans. I think they're excited for him. Um, I'm excited to see him as well this year. He was he was a guy I was high on coming out of this draft. If the Bills were looking for a quarterback, he would have been the guy I would have wanted them to go get. Um, but yeah, so you're two for three now. Got that one. I didn't know if you'd maybe slip up and go with, you know, um, saying Nate Peterman as a rookie quarterback starting um, week one, because I believe he was, he came in his rookie year was before that, I believe against, and he was backing up Tyrod if I'm not mistaken. Um, so yeah, but EJ Manuel, last Bills quarterback to start week one. What do you got though for your HLCs a day in history? The segment we do every week. I, I still gotta make. I gotta make like a little intro for it or something. We gotta get that going. But um, what do you got for us? Well, I'll start off by saying this as a quick aside. So I don't know if we had an episode that came. I was actually over in Kansas City in St. Louis um, back. It would be about two weeks ago now. Um, and why I'm bringing it up is that I actually saw a, a model, not his jersey, but a model jersey of what Hank Aaron would have worn for the Indianapolis Clowns playing in Offerman Stadium in Buffalo. It was blue with uh, piping down the sides of white and red. So I thought that was pretty neat. Thought I'd bring it up. They actually, funny enough, the one that I saw that would have been game used was not Aaron's number, but in the Negro Leagues uh, Museum gift shop, they had, I believe it was a number five, which Hank Aaron wore. I didn't didn't spend $175 on it, but – thought that was pretty cool that uh, they had his number of the clowns jersey for sale uh, replicas of course but that was really neat thought i'd bring it up i don't know if i'm lagging or if hunter's lagging but oh there we go um i think you're good now <laughs> okay but for today uh i think that we have to go with this one so uh, on this day in 1960 that should immediately ring a bell that was of course when the bills uh came to be as uh, an entity, uh, the oh, AFL Buffalo Bills get their first ever victory preseason game uh, as they beat the Denver Broncos. A funny location here, Aquinas Stadium in Rochester. Um, hmm. The highlight was quarterback Richie Lucas's weaving 88-yard run from his own goal line to start the second half. So what a play that would have been. Uh, so, yeah, pretty interesting there. I would A couple of aspects, I would say. One, the location, uh, playing at, at a high school football stadium, <laughs> Aquinas yeah. in Rochester. I have to wonder what the capacity was. And then two, interesting, not, not so much anymore, but back then, having a, a preseason game be against the team uh, across the Mississippi there, Colorado. Uh, I would have to wonder about the travel costs back then, why, why it wouldn't have been maybe like the Giants or, um, I don't know, the Lions. So interesting there. But, I mean – First game ever, not that it was the one that counted, of course, not week one regular season, but pretty interesting. I'm not sure if – I think we're having a little bit of te- technical difficulties, but I think you cut out just at the end there. But you guys, I think most of it was good. Um, but what, at the end, I don't know if you want to just reiterate the oh, last, like, sentence. Uh, no, yeah, I'm just – it was just uh, talking about 
Um, how it was really neat to see that that was the first victory, even though it wasn't wouldn't be what counts for the season. Uh, but that's what started us <laughs> off with the win. I think it might. I think it. I don't think it might be my connection actually, but um, we're good. So yeah, there's the HLE HLC's day in history. It's still at. Uh, it's still from the same. Is it from the same Twitter account? It is. Um, of course, it is. Yep. Yeah, and you can go find that. And even also, actually, go look on. I think did you post it on your Twitter as well? The picture of the uh, jersey. Uh, yes, I did. Yep. So yeah, go check that out too, everybody. That that go check out that and and go see what the jersey looks like. I I did see it end up and see it on your story as well. Um, seeing you posted it about it as well. But there's, I mean, I I want to know how also the day in history guy gets these every time. I mean. It just seems like I'm like, how does he have an encyclopedia of this, or what is he? How is he finding all these? Because every day, like I see him every single day. There's sometimes there's five in a day too, um, and it's it is really awesome to see. So another good one. I mean, again, I, I, we have we've had so many good ones with you. It's it's unbelievable. So go go check out their page. Really go, you know, they we, we love them. We're a huge fan over here. And it, it seems as though their their DMs there. are open as well. So. Uh, if you yeah. feel like the feel curious about messaging, uh, no, we'll we'll be curious to see if if he uh, the he or she or they uh, likes to respond, but but give it a test for sure. Yeah, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll, we'll actually reach out and see if they want to come hop on Buffalo Sports Banter, <laughs> give us a little bit of history. We'll maybe we'll give them some trivia uh, to see what they they remember and everything. So. You know, it's another good another good one that we had today. Um, we will have more to talk about next week with you know more Bills Mills Bills preseason, Sabres coming up. I believe it's sixty days till Sabres puck drops and about I wanna say thirty thirty or less days till Buffalo Bills kick off. Wait, actually. Well, of course Sabres preseason is the same day uh, as the, with the Bills Commanders game. Um, yeah. at at the Capitals. Funny how that one worked out too, but yes. So we got a lot. We got a lot coming up. Hopefully, we'll have some Sabers news next week too. Um, maybe little Bills extension talk too. I, there's been some talks about some players getting extensions as well for the Bills. So could be some extension news here in Buffalo. Some players that are signing on the dotted, dotted line just to stay in Buffalo longer. So maybe we'll have that to talk about next week. But Hunter, it's been another great episode. Buffalo Sports Banter, we again appreciate all you guys coming out and, and, and listening and supporting, especially Built in Buffalo, sport and Built in Buffalo in general. Hunter, got any last words before we before we uh, get out of here? Uh, not too much other than uh, it was great to see uh, the campaign start off with a W yesterday, even though it doesn't count in the long run. We'll see what can go on uh, tomorrow. Um, and you know what? I'll end with this. Uh, I know the Baltimore Ravens extended their preseason win streak to 20-something. I might be in the range of 25 uh, so let, we'll see it, what, what if the Bills could do anything similar to that. I don't – it would be only one because I know they lost last year in Carolina, but we'll see how far it can go. Yeah, and there's also a reminder, I guess a good reminder to people that preseason games at the end of the day, as much as it is fun to win, the Ravens have not won a Super Bowl during this streak of winning 20-whatever games of preseason in a row. So it, it in reality does not, I think, matter. And I actually think – I believe – Two out of the last three Super Bowl winners actually went 0 3 in the preseason. So we'll see what goes on with, with the rest of the preseason. It's always fun, though, to win. Everybody loves to see a win. But uh, yeah, thanks again for everybody tuning in. That's another episode of Buffalo Sports Banter brought to you by Built in Buffalo. Please go check out all the other videos that they got going on, the other live shows. Everybody does a great job there. And the articles over um, at the website, you can see that link 
on our on the Built in Buffalo Twitter. Um, you can go check us out there. Just type in builtinbuffalonews.com. I believe um, that is the handle. Um, <laughs> but yeah, go check it out. They got some good articles going there from from Daniel and and Peter's got some good ones dropping, and Matt's got. They all got some great ones dropping. So be sure to check those out. They're they're we're dropping pretty much daily now um, with, with the articles. So go check that out and we'll be back again next week. It's been another fun one. Hunter, as always, it's been a pleasure and we will see you guys next week and go, go Buffalo.